We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. I'm 1280 The Patriot is WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis fueled by Lucky Station With SRN News I'm Bob Agnew in Washington Virginia Governor Ralph Northam appears to have almost no choice but to resign after losing support from virtually every Democratic state lawmaker because of a racist photo in which he appeared more than 30 years ago, the chair of the Republican Party in Virginia, Jack Wilson. I wanted to give the governor the benefit of the doubt. He has been uh, forthright in admitting that he's in the uh, photograph. And given that, um, he should resign immediately. He has lost um, the moral authority, I believe, to lead Virginia. Given this circumstance, as well as his comments on abortion, um, Governor Northam should resign immediately. Some big stumbles by Virginia Democrats, including in the debate over infanticide, are now giving Republicans hope they may have found a powerful issue in a tough political environment. Virginia Republican leaders vowed to make abortion a front and center issue during this year's legislative elections. And President Trump indicated he sees the issue as a political winner. Their comments come after Democratic Governor Ralph Northam and Delegate Kathy Tran made statements advocating for abortions even right before birth and shortly after a baby's born. Democrats said their views are being mischaracterized for political gain, but one Democrat has been critical of the way her party has treated the issue. Virginia is a swing state holding legislative elections this year. Keith Peters reporting. The Trump administration is pulling the plug on a decades-old nuclear arms treaty with Russia, lifting what it sees as unreasonable constraints on competing with a resurgent Russia. Former presidential advisor Sebastian Gorka says Russia's simply not been keeping the terms of that deal. The fact is the INF Treaty is a legacy of the Cold War. Russia has been in flagrant breach of it in Kaliningrad for numerous uh, years China is not a party to it. It had to change or we had to leave. The president made the right decision. The move announced on Friday sets the stage now for delicate talks with U.S. allies over potential new American missile deployments. This is SRN News. AM 1280, The Patriot. How many sales are you missing because you're not effectively using social media marketing? Worse yet, how many customers are your competitors stealing from you because they are? The vast majority of the population is on social media nearly every day, shopping. Does your business have an effective selling presence on social media? We're Salem Surround. We take the mystery of digital marketing off your shoulders, letting you run your business while we deliver customers. Your competition is already social. Catch them and surpass them. We offer a free analysis of your digital marketing effectiveness and suggest methods that could dramatically increase your sales. We know how to make every digital dollar count towards sales success. Now there are no limitations on where you can reach customers with Salem Surround. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more by logging on to surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. 
This is a special notice to all U.S. taxpayers. If you owe the IRS or state back taxes and cannot afford to pay them back, there's good news. Due to the financial hardship many are facing in today's economy, the IRS has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems through a federal program called the Fresh Start Initiative. Qualifying for this program will resolve your tax problem, end all collections, and possibly reduce your back taxes by up to 90%. If you are facing wage garnishments, liens, bank levies, audit or payroll taxes, it's not too late. Your circumstances may qualify you for this special program, protecting your savings and your assets. If you owe the IRS or state back taxes and cannot afford to pay them back, there's no need to worry anymore. Call the hotline at Victory Tax Solutions to see if you qualify and potentially save thousands. For this free information, call 800-813-1105. 800-813-1105. That's 800-813-1105. Message and data rates may apply. Please don't text while driving. If you've been in business more than 20 minutes, you've probably printed your logo on all kinds of promotional products. We all know logos work because they're on everything from the top of skyscrapers to the bottom of shoes. Ever wondered why or how to best use your logo to grow your business? Let us show you today for free. We're 4imprint, promotional product experts at your service. We're giving away the latest issue of Amplify, the digital magazine that reveals promotional product success stories absolutely free to everyone who texts WOW11 to 88988. At 4imprint, we make your logo look perfect on thousands of promotional items. With our 100% guarantee, it'll be right the first time, on time, every time. Your free e-magazine will reveal invaluable insights that can attract new customers, build your brand, and grow your business. Get the latest issue of Amplify absolutely free by texting WOW11 to 88988. That's WOW11 to 88988. The following program was pre-recorded and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. It's time now for Where You Live with Gene Sullivan, the show that deals with the news and events that affect you the most. Whether you rent or own, live in an HOA, single-family home, or an apartment building, Gene will tackle the issues right where you live. So, from the Bank of Omaha Studios, here is the original man of steel, Resolve himself, who stands for truth, justice, and the association way. Here's Gene Sullivan. Good morning. Welcome to Where You Live. I'm Gene Sullivan, and I'm broadcasting from the Mutual of Omaha Bank Studios. Your association members take tremendous pride in their communities, and you can help them maintain that pride with custom financing through Mutual of Omaha Bank. They're a lending expert that's worked with thousands of community associations. So whether you want to purchase real estate or equipment or make repairs to common areas, Mutual of Omaha Bank can meet your needs with a team of dedicated local professionals. Call Tom Ingbloom at 312-209-2623, Mutual of Omaha Bank, member FDIC. I'm also brought to you by the great folks at Extreme Exteriors. And with me, as always, is the man who makes it happen with the question we've got to ask, is it cold enough for you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> it is. It, Holy uh, cow. it takes your breath away, doesn't it? It is bracing. It does. You, you get to see your breath, and then it's gone. It does not come back. <laughs> I, we, of course, record this show uh, midweek, and I think this is the coldest of 
uh, it's going to get, hopefully by Saturday, they say it's supposed to yeah. get uh, uh, just coming. above freezing. Yeah. What a, what a difference that's going to make. Uh, well, folks, uh, thanks for tuning in on today's uh, show and taking some time out to be with me today. Uh, we've got a great show to cover, so why don't we begin, as we always do, with property management in the news. In property management in the news today, this is a story that was first reported on WTLV Channel 12 News in Jacksonville, Florida, an NBC affiliate, on December 17th. It is a video where we have a tenant who says the landlord kicked him out because he's gay. Trevor, I think we have some audio. Please go ahead and play that. I have to tell you I'm gay. I don't Why? have to you tell you. I want homosexuals coming back and forth in my place like that? Now, that's a video from an exchange between a homeowner and her renter in Middleburg. The man who shot the video says his landlord told him he has 10 days to move out, and he says he is being discriminated against. On your side, Crystal Bailey has that story tonight. Randall Kaufman says he moved into a home here at the Fox Meadow community on December 1st. Two weeks later, he says he was kicked out after his landlord learned he was gay. Well, listen to me now. You do not. You have to leave this place. Kaufman tells us the conversation in this video happened Saturday, two weeks after he moved into Jackie Cooper's house. Cooper lives at the home on Fox Meadow Trail and rents out a unit in the back with a private entrance. She was very nice at first. He says it started when Cooper told him he could not have girls over late at night. I don't have a girl. I've been gay since I was born. After that is when the harassment for being gay started. And you didn't tell me that you're gay till yesterday. Why would I have to tell you I'm gay? I don't have to tell you. I want homosexuals coming back and forth in my place like that. Jacksonville's human rights ordinance passed in 2017 protects tenants in situations like this. But an attorney we spoke with says those protections don't exist in Clay County. Cooper did not want to speak with us on camera, but she denied the accusations over the phone. She says issues started when he refused to provide a copy of his license. Both say no lease agreement was signed. The month-to-month rental was just a verbal agreement. She also says Kaufman's guests would leave their cars on her property for days. My friends have only come maybe three times. And I actually made a guest list of who would come and visit me, like put my mom and dad, and I actually printed out pictures of everyone's cars and put them next to their, their names. Jimmy Midyet, an attorney we spoke with who works on LGBTQ issues in Jacksonville, says a homeowner can deny housing to any renters they choose. And under a month-to-month agreement, the landlord can kick out a tenant as long as they're given 15 days prior to the end of the monthly period. Cooper says she gave Kaufman until the 27th, which is just shy of the 15-day rule. If I was straight, I think me and her would get along great. Kaufman says he's scared to return to the house right now. He's looking for a new place to live, hopefully before the new year. I'm reporting in Clay County, Crystal Bailey, First Coast News, on your side. Well, what do you think of this story? This is something else, isn't it? Uh, you know, this is uh, a very uh, a very uh, touchy uh, subject that we're going to be dealing with, especially with what the federal law says on what a person can and can't do and what might be considered discrimination. But a uh, couple of things that we have to ask, was this young man in this story being discriminated upon because of his sexual preference of being gay? Of course he was. Was the landlord, though, 
within her right to state that she chose to no longer offer him a lease? And again, the answer is yes. Now, I know some of you are listening now and are probably talking right back at the radio saying, how can this be? A lot of you are probably thinking this landlord's going to see a HUD discrimination lawsuit against her in a New York minute. But if you're thinking that, you would be wrong. Do we have a situation here that is right? I don't believe so. I think that anyone who's responsible, kind human being, should be able to expect the same things offered to them to anybody else in housing and employment. And I'm going to address that uh, part of it in just a moment. But first, let's also take a look at what else is wrong with this situation. Do people have the right and ability to enter into a verbal rental agreement? Well, of course they do, certainly. But I don't recommend it. It is real easy to have a misunderstanding because of uh, two people saying, well, you said, I said, and the disagreement goes on. And uh, whether or not there was an issue with a a person's uh, sexual preference in this story, there was still a lot of other things that the landlord and this renter did not agree with and uh, they were kind of butting heads with. And that, of course, could have been all relieved had there been a written lease, because you avoid all that. You know, all this began uh, not with uh, the landlord uh, finding out that uh, her renter was gay. It began with uh, the landlord asking for proof of identification with a driver's license. The issue was the person was already, already the renter and already moved in. That's a reasonable request. I think anybody who is uh, an owner of property wants to know that the person that, who is the person that they're dealing with. Is it the person that they say they are? So that's reasonable. But those kinds of questions, if you're the landlord, you need to ask that prior to renting out the unit, not after the fact. As a matter of fact, if you have a lot of concerns with behavior like parking and uh, what a person can and can't do, uh, don't expect them to uh, remember it. That's another reason why you'd want to put it in writing. There is an old saying uh, that uh, goes, fences make for good neighbors. Well, that is a, a good tried and true saying, part of the reason why, because what we're talking about is setting up boundaries that are important to you. And when you have uh, boundaries, whether you're the renter or the landlord, it's best to put them in writing because then there can be no mistake about what they are and what is meant. Now, if you are a renter, and as you begin to talk to a landlord about a lease, you need to ask some questions. You need to find out some information about what that laundry list of do's and don'ts looks like. And what should that be? Well, I'll talk about that, but we're going to take a break right now. So don't go away. 
You're listening to Where You Live on AM 1280, The Patriot. We'll be back after these messages. AM 1280, The Patriot. Many financial services companies say they're unique. Thrivent Financial blends faith, finances, and generosity, helping Christians be wise with money and live generously. With a full range of financial products, we'll help you connect your faith and finances. Have a conversation about money with Carol Woods, your local financial representative, at 952-658-8753. Licensed agent producer of Thrivent Financial, marketing name for Thrivent Financial for Lutherans, registered representative of Thrivent Investment Management, Inc., thrivent.com, slash disclosures. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most, right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. Us Minnesotans, we're tough, and we know cold. But the Patriot is putting your safety first by moving Prepare and Respond on air. Join us Sunday, February 10th at 6 p.m. on our sister station, AM 980 The Mission. Our keynote speakers will still present on blocking cyber threats, planning for a crisis situation, and more. But now you can listen from the comfort and safety of home. Thanks to our sponsor, Henningsen & Snoxall. Giving your computer problems the boot, Arby's Computer Service. Did you ever think that your data may be the most valuable thing in your business? What would happen if you lost your data? Arby's provides backup solutions both on-site and in the cloud to protect your data. We can even set something up so you can keep working while we fix the failed computer. Arby's can protect your data and keep you running. Giving your computer problems the boot, Arby's Computer Service. Hello, this is Jeannie Sigler from Extreme Exteriors. We are a trusted family-owned business that provides expert inspections and installation of roofing, siding, decks, gutters, windows, and more. For over 20 years, Extreme Exteriors has serviced single and multifamily home exteriors. Visit us on the web at xtremeexteriors.com or give us a call at 763-441-1334. We're here for all your home exterior needs. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. You're listening to Where You Live with Gene Sullivan. Welcome back. Uh, Gene Sullivan here, broadcasting from the Mutual of Omaha Bank Studios. This show is brought to you by uh, also Extreme Exteriors. You know, you can count on Extreme Exteriors for expert installation of exterior siding, roofing, soffits, fascia, decks, windows, and more. 
With their knowledge and experience, they can design the perfect solution to make your home beautiful and energy efficient, saving you maintenance and money for years to come. Give them a call at 763-441-1334 and tell them Gene sent you. Before we get back to our topic about a uh, verbal rental agreement that just went south because uh, the landlord found out that the person uh, was gay and decided not to continue a lease with uh, that gentleman. And uh, we asked the question, is, it, is that legal? Is that fair? And there are some exceptions uh, that the federal government provides for, and we're going to talk about that in just a moment. But uh, first, it's time to hear from the Community Associations Institute. Here is the CAI Minute. Are you a member of the Community Associations Institute? For nearly 40 years, CAI has provided education and resources to volunteer homeowners who govern community associations and the professionals who support them. Visit caionline.org to learn more. The address again is caionline.org. CAI helps community associations board members by providing online resources, in-person training, and hard copy publications written by association management experts. CAI offers community managers professional development, networking opportunities, and a certification program that is established as the industry standard nationwide. Minnesota has its own chapter of the Community Associations Institute to bring resources and tools from community associations around the country right to your home. Visit www.cai-mn.com to learn more and become a member of CAI today. Your community and management company will benefit from your involvement. Join the Community Associations Institute today at cai-mn.com and click on membership. So we're talking about the the story of a a young man who uh, has a verbal agreement uh, with a woman. She has a single-family home with just one extra unit that has a a separate entrance uh, that she has been renting out. And apparently she's been doing it for years, and it's all been just verbal agreements. And um, uh, there was, it seems like, a long list of things that this woman said were do's and don'ts at the property. Uh, Finally, though, it came out that uh, this, she found out that this gentleman was gay, and she said that that was uh, the deciding factor the f- for her finally saying, I'm going to say, uh, give you your notice that you can no longer rent here. It was a month-to-month agreement. In Florida, they only need to give a 15-day uh, notice. We're asking the question, is, is that fair? Is that right? Can that, uh, can that uh, take place? But before we get to that, I was just talking about you know, when you're a, a renter and as you begin to talk with a landlord and find out their laundry list of do's and don'ts, uh, you've got to take it upon yourself to make sure that you understand, especially if it's a verbal uh, agreement, what are all of those do's and don'ts? And then you've got to ask yourself the question, can I live with that? If yes, by all means, do so. If you can't, move on. Don't try to change that person. It will never end well for either party, has been um, my experience. If uh, what they're asking uh, or demanding for is illegal, again, move on. Report them. But don't live there. Don't keep pushing it. Um, Let your power as a consumer be known by your decision not to spend money with that person. In a free market, that is a real powerful statement always is landlord and this renter uh 
had nothing to do with his sexual preference. Do you realize that? She has a single family home. There are other things that she was talking about and uh, going on and on about what was important to her um, with uh, that rental that was attached to her home. She said she didn't want and uh, several of his friends parking there all the time. So apparently uh, friends of uh, this uh, gentleman were keeping their cars parked on her property. Now, notice uh, in the clip that we heard, he didn't deny that issue, did he? He just changed the subject by saying, look, I'll give you a picture of my family and friends and what kind of car they drive. That was, wasn't the issue, though, was it? They had issues with, uh, with uh, other things. But then it came out that he was gay. And then that became the real issue, didn't it? That was what was at heart of this matter. Uh, does this landlord have the right by law to discriminate against a protected class? As I mentioned at the beginning of the show, the answer is yes, in certain situations by federal law. Well, what are they? Under the Federal Fair Housing Act, a landlord with a property with four or fewer rental units where the landlord resides in one of those units, and that's what we had here, they may show a preference for or against a protected class. That's right. Federal law says that a landlord living in a building with four or fewer uh, units residing there may show a preference for or against a protected class. There's one exception that the federal government says can never be done, and that is uh, they can't advertise as such. So, in other words, the landlord living in uh, a small property like uh, this woman in uh, Florida, uh, she had, uh, she was with uh, in her right to say that uh, I can discriminate for or against uh, different protect protected classes here. Um, and the only thing she couldn't do is she couldn't advertise. If she'd put uh, something in the paper saying, uh, here's the kind of uh, person I'm looking for, she would have been and could have and would have been uh, held uh, in uh, for discrimination by HUD. So HUD says uh, in that kind of situation, as long as you don't advertise it, you, that's fine, but you can uh, certainly... Uh, make sure that you make those requirements known at the door at that first substantive meeting with that prospective renter. And that's where I think this whole thing went south and where this woman uh, went wrong. She just made uh, assumptions. If something's that important to you, I would think that you would uh, make that known at the very beginning. And uh, she didn't. And because of that, I put the onus of uh, a lot of this upon her. Now, the woman uh, certainly uh, seems to have a, a religious uh, reason that is important to her, and our federal government came up with this law. Why? Well, to say uh, we want to uh, be able to respect an individual's beliefs and allow them the right to practice what they believe where they live, but it also has to be 
it also has to be tempered with the law and what is right uh, for others. And so you're talking about a matter of rights uh, that uh, need to be balanced. And the federal government said, here's how we're going to do it. If it is a property that's four units or fewer and you live there, this is not really a full-time business for you. This is just something you do on the side. We're going to allow that uh, homeowner in that case to discriminate at the door if uh, uh, for things that could be because of creed, um, could be because of ideology, because of a political party. There's all kinds of reasons. But guess what? They also said, hey, if you have more than four units, guess what? You're not just doing this on your own. You're now running a business, and if you're going to run a business in the United States, you're going to do that, and you're not going to be able to discriminate. And so this is an unfortunate story uh, for sure. And like I said, I put a lot of the onus on this landlord who needs to be a lot more clear about her wishes uh, up front. Well, let's uh, take uh, another break, but don't go away. There's a lot more of where you live, and we'll be back with more after these messages. AM 1280, The Patriot. Minnesota Exteriors Commercial partners with associations and management companies for their siding, roofing, and window projects. Minnesota Exteriors Commercial is a family-owned business with combined experience of over 70 years. Their teams provide quality service, expert workmanship, and top-of-the-line products to help restore and maintain multifamily properties. A 100,000-square-foot distribution center ensures the projects will be completed on time with the highest quality products at the most competitive price. Contact minnesotaexteriors.com. Many financial services companies say they're unique. Thrivent Financial blends faith, finances, and generosity, helping Christians be wise with money and live generously. With a full range of financial products, we'll help you connect your faith and finances. Have a conversation about money with Carol Woods, your local financial representative, at 952-658-8753. Licensed agent producer of Thrivent Financial, marketing name for Thrivent Financial for Lutherans, registered representative of Thrivent Investment Management, Inc., thrivent.com, slash disclosures. Students come to Online Trading Academy for many reasons. Some love their jobs but don't make enough money to live the life they dream about. Some aren't happy with their job and hope for something better. And others invest and trade but just need a better path to improve their returns. We even have students who have never invested or traded before. And they might not even know a stock from a rock but dream of having extra income. There are better income opportunities than trading your time for money. It's time to learn those skills. Join us at Online Trading Academy so we can show you the path to your financial freedom. Register today for a free investing class by dialing pound 250 on your cell phone. Use keyword OTA. Again, that's pound 250 on your cell phone, keyword OTA, or go to learnwithota.com. Online Trading Academy Radio. Setting the standard in association management. That's new concepts. Their professional staff is dedicated to top-notch customer care. This dedication has made them the leader at providing services to housing associations and homeowners. Your association may be looking for help with administration, consulting, financials, public relations, or vendor management. 
With over 140 years of combined experience, New Concepts is prepared to help you with all of your association needs, whatever they may be. New Concepts also offers construction, remodeling, maintenance, home staging, and real estate services. For all your association management or homeowner needs, call New Concepts. You can reach them at 952-922-2500. That's 952-922-2500. Or online at newconceptsgroup.com. Newconceptsgroup.com. New Concepts, setting the standard in association management and providing innovations beyond. Well, I have some advice for you. Don't give up. Keep on trying. You're going to make you're listening to where you live with gene sullivan welcome back to where you live gene sullivan here i'm broadcasting from the mutual of omaha bank studios and the show is also brought to you by extreme exteriors uh before we get into our next uh topic i'd like to remind our listeners uh we have some great resources for you. Do you live in a homeowners association that is uh, self-managed, self-directed? Are there times that you are um, you have a property and you want to know who who are some of the really good vendors? Uh, we it seems like we just can't find the people we need when it comes to uh, plowing and uh, cutting grass, uh, insurance, uh, whatever the need might be. You could go to our website at www dot newconceptsgroup.com when you open up the uh, home page you'll uh, see where it says uh, preferred uh, vendor directory you pull that down and you can open up over 55 categories with people who are tried and true and know the HOA industry well and do a great job uh, for you no matter what the size of your association so feel free to uh, go to there uh, if you have a question that you'd like me to answer, uh, a story or topic you'd like me to uh, take a look at, you can also go to our homepage, go to Education and Resources, pull that down, open up where it says Radio Show, and it'll have all of my contact information. I would love to uh, chat with you uh, uh, by phone or email sometime during the week and uh, possibly uh, answer any questions that you might have on the next week's following show. Well, our next story, uh, we're going to take a look at something from the state of New York. They have a new law that is trying to address conflicts of interest in a homeowner's association. Is this new law effective? It was reported about two weeks ago uh, by a magazine called Habitat, a magazine geared specifically toward New York co-ops and condominiums. Apparently, last year, uh, January 1st, 2018, the New York State Legislature enacted a law to deal specifically with what they saw as a growing problem with conflicts of interest in an HOA. The new law requires that by the end of each calendar year, that all shareholders, owners in an HOA must receive an annual report by their board of directors. And in it, it should include, listen to this, first of all, a list of all contracts or transactions 
that were voted on by the board of directors with an entity in which a director has a financial interest. Number two, that report that is given out every year must be signed by all board members, that they were all aware of it and agree with it. The information uh, listing uh, must also include the amount of money spent as well as the purpose of each contract or transaction uh, that was a, a conflict of interest. There must also be proof of a receipt showing that payment and, and money had changed hands. The meeting minutes showing the record of when the vote took place must be included along with the list of all the directors who voted in favor of the transaction and or contract. Plus, it must also outline the effective date and length of the agreement. Now, even if there were no such business that took place, that fact must also be disclosed and still signed off by the directors in the HOA. What do you think of that law? Is it uh, necessary? Does it address the issue? Does it go far enough? Well, let's take a look at uh, all of those questions, shall we? Uh, first, let's take a look at, is it necessary? I think I can tell you that transparency and disclosure are very important values that should be embraced by everyone serving their HOA by being a board member. I know there are many who are on a board, and, and I hear it all the time, unfortunately, that just kind of poo-poo the idea of on a consistent, regular basis sending out to all members a copy of the monthly financials of the association to show how money was spent and a copy of the meeting minutes of the decisions that the board made. Now, a lot of board members always rationalize this. They say, ah, no, nobody will ever read it. Everybody just kind of deep six it uh, in the trash can, you know, so uh, why bother? Well, that's poor form. You know, others go farther and even say, you know what, uh, um, members, we don't even want them invited to our board uh, meetings because they just get in the way, they make... Uh, the meetings go longer. There's always a lot of angst, and there seems to be yelling and discord. And uh, so they don't even want uh, people to show up, let alone uh, send out a copy of the meeting minutes or financials. I, I know why they do this. But, uh, but just because you have a hard time dealing with conflict, just because you have a hard time dealing with difficult people, as a board member, you shouldn't shy away. Disclosure is very important. Now we're talking about a conflict of interest where someone else uh, who's on the board uh, receives extra remuneration because of a contract or something special with the association. Yeah, I think that's very important and needs to be disclosed. Well, let's ask the question, does this law really address the issue. Uh, 
in a large part, I think it really does. What I really like about the practicality of this law and how things were written and how they did it in New York, notice that no new government agency was formed to review these uh, potential conflicts of interest or to get involved. I like that. That's not needed. The law said all you need to do is you need to get this out to your members on a yearly basis, period. It's similar in some ways to certain disclosures we have in Minnesota. In Minnesota, uh, MKIWA, our state statutes dealing with homeowners association, makes it clear that at uh, the annual meeting of all of the members that there are certain disclosures every year that needs to be uh, disclosed. And that would be, for example, in Minnesota, we have to disclose anything that is a transaction over uh, $5,000 that was spent. Uh, People need to know how many, uh, how much in delinquency the association is behind. Not necessarily know uh, the people's names and how much for each person, but to know how many people and to know how much, yes. Those kinds of disclosures are things that are good and needed. In New York, they're taking it a step further. They're saying when there is a conflict of interest, we think that those things need to be disclosed as well. So does this uh, address the issue? I think it does. Uh, But some people in New York are looking at this law and uh, they're saying uh, that they uh, have some problems with it. One of those problems that they have with it is they think that the way uh, it was written, they noticed that there is no fine for noncompliance. And as you know, a lot of people, a lot of times, uh, and I've said this, that if you don't have if you don't have a fine or a consequence, do you really have a law? You have more of a suggestion. But uh, you've got to ask yourself, if uh, they were to give a fine, who would they give the fine to? Would they give it to the board members personally uh, for not uh, acting correctly? Well, that would open up a whole can of worms. Now you're talking about corporate law, shield of protection uh, that uh, board members have. Uh, but... Uh, you take And if you had that in place, guess what? You'd probably find out that you'd have no one who would be willing to serve on the board. And if you did, just give it the fine to the HOA. Does that really make sense? Does it make sense that the very members who aren't getting the reports are now given to them a fine that they all have to participate with uh, by paying uh, with it uh, out of uh, the association's um, finances? So, yes, uh, to not have a money assignment, I think, uh, uh, I think is just fine in this particular case. Uh, others have said and argued uh, with a compelling reason that board members, uh, you know, will comply with this new line, uh, law in a timely fashion uh, because a member or shareholder could sue because the member is not fulfilling its obligations and they don't want to see a lawsuit uh, on behalf of the association. So all of that makes sense, but we need to ask the last question, does the new law go far enough? Does it? Well, we'll address that and more, but we're going to take a break right now, so don't go away. 
You're listening to Where You Live on AM 1280, The Patriot. Back after this. AM 1280, The Patriot. Many financial services companies say they're unique. Thrivent Financial blends faith, finances, and generosity, helping Christians be wise with money and live generously. With a full range of financial products, we'll help you connect your faith and finances. Have a conversation about money with Carol Woods, your local financial representative, at 952-658-8753. Licensed agent producer of Thrivent Financial, marketing name for Thrivent Financial for Lutherans, registered representative of Thrivent Investment Management, Inc., thrivent.com, slash disclosures. Hello, this is Jeannie Sigler from Extreme Exteriors. We are a trusted family-owned business that provides expert inspections and installation of roofing, siding, decks, gutters, windows, and more. For over 20 years, Extreme Exteriors has serviced single and multifamily home exteriors. Visit us on the web at xtremeexteriors.com or give us a call at 763-441-1334. We're here for all your home exterior needs. It may not require a textbook, but it's filled with valuable lessons. It may not take place in a classroom, but it's an ideal environment for learning. It may not involve a diploma, but it can help prepare Minnesota's young people for life. It's high school sports. High school sports can play a critical role in a student's overall education. In fact, studies show that students that participate in high school sports are more likely to enjoy greater levels of achievement in their academic lives. If you think high school sports are only about competition, think again. Better yet, think about attending a high school sporting event in your community. You'll be amazed by what you see. High school sports, a winning part of a complete education. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Setting the standard in association management. That's new concepts. Their professional staff is dedicated to top-notch customer care. This dedication has made them the leader at providing services to housing associations and homeowners. Your association may be looking for help with administration, consulting, financials, public relations, or vendor management. With over 140 years of combined experience, New Concepts is prepared to help you with all of your association needs, whatever they may be. New Concepts also offers construction, remodeling, maintenance, home staging, and real estate services. For all your association management or homeowner needs, call New Concepts. You can reach them at 952-922-2500. That's 952-922-2500 or online at newconceptsgroup.com, newconceptsgroup.com. New Concepts, setting the standard in association management and providing innovations beyond. You're listening to Where You Live with Gene Sullivan. Uh, welcome back to Where You Live. Gene Sullivan here broadcasting from the Mutual of Omaha Bank Studios. The show is also brought to you by Extreme Exteriors. We're going to wrap up our uh, topic with this uh, new law in New York for disclosures on conflicts of interest. Do you like it? Would you like to see something like that happen in Minnesota? And we've got something else that uh, we're going to tackle before we call it a day here on the show. But let's take a moment, shall we, to hear from 
the Minnesota Multi-Housing Association. Here is the MHA Minute. Did you know that the top reason renters do not renew their leases is not because of rent increases? The biggest complaint among renters and the most important gauge of renter satisfaction is how the management responds to maintenance requests. Responding to maintenance calls quickly and effectively makes for happy residents. Happy residents make for reduced turnover. Reduced turnover makes for better cash flow. That's just one of the hundreds, thousands of things you can learn from the Minnesota Multi-Housing Association, the best, most comprehensive resource in the state for owners of everything from a duplex to hundreds of units and for townhome and condo associations as well. MHA holds 135 different classes each year for owners and on-site staff, including in-depth certification courses for maintenance and management professionals. In fact, the most widely recognized certifications for apartment industry professionals across the United States were designed right here in Minnesota by MHA. Find out more by visiting mmha.com. That's two M's, mmha.com. If you know any folks and uh, you've listened to uh, the show for uh, any length, you know that generally I'm not in favor of just more legislation because a lot of times it uh, seems to obfuscate uh, a a matter or an issue and doesn't really help uh, clarify it or to to correct it. In this particular case, uh, this uh, particular law in New York, uh, about conflicts of interest, I like it because what it is stating more than anything else is it's outlining what people should know when running a homeowners association in terms of the, your responsibility in being able to disclose conflicts of interest. Conflicts of interest will always happen in life. You can't avoid them. We all have various allegiances to... Um, to family, to friends, to employment, to a church, to uh, organizations like the Boy Scouts, to a lot of different people in a lot of different ways. You can't avoid those allegiance, but when uh, two different uh, competing groups uh, expect your same allegiance, yes, you need to disclose that there is that potential of that conflict with you. When that happens, it can be addressed, and a lot of what the New York legislature did addressed it nicely. I like the fact that, like I said, it's not going to a government agency. Uh, they, dis- they spelled out specifically what needs to be done each and every year in a report to the homeowners. But I'm asking this last question, does it go far enough? Uh, and, you know, many are already foreseeing that this uh, statute... Uh, will need to be fleshed out uh, more in the near future and tweaked. And why is that? Well, uh, it addresses the actions of the board and what they must do, but uh, do not conflicts of interest also include and are not limited to uh, others. It Here it talks about a conflict of interest with someone on the board, but someone on the board whose spouse, family member, child, sibling, uh, cousin, uncle, good friend, if they own a business and are receiving something, uh, there's also a conflict of uh, interest there, even though the board member may not be receiving. And so I, uh, I think that's going to have to be probably fleshed out more. Otherwise, people are going to say, well, I didn't have to because it was my wife. You only said it was me, the board member. 
but that uh, is uh, really not uh, in uh, keeping with the spirit of what this law is supposed to be all about. Okay, so there needs to be uh, things that we need to realize that there are competing allegiances that still need to be spelled out and disclosed. Uh, another important part of a conflict of interest, uh, you know, the is in how the decision is made, and I don't think that they have spelled that out. Uh, a person who uh, is on the board, and yes, it's not enough just to say that they could uh, potentially have a conflict of interest because they're going to get some remuneration because of a contract or uh, or something that they do for the association. It's also imp- uh, important that when that board is discussing it, that person who has the potential conflict ought to recuse themselves. That means remove themselves from even the discussion or the influence with others on what the vote should be. If that is d- taken as well, then I think you're well on your way, and a board does, if they make a decision after that to move ahead with a board member who who has a, that potential conflict and then discloses it that way, I think that is a great way and a smooth procedure for dealing with conflicts of interest in your homeowners association. Well, we've got a few minutes left in today's show. We're going to talk about one more issue uh, in the Cranberry Eagle News, September 24th. It says that a rental restriction rankles a homeowner. We're talking about a situation at the Freedom Woods Homeowners Association in Cranberry Township. Now, that's a suburb of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And uh, there's a homeowner. Uh, Her name is Kelsey uh, Niebauer. And she's concerned about the rental restrictions placed on her and others in her HOA by the board. Uh, Freedom Wood is comprised of 144 townhomes, 137 single families, uh, family homes detached. She's upset that the board of directors have set a rental cap not to exceed 5% of all the homes in the community to be used as a rental. Uh, That's something that uh, HOAs deal with and do have a cap on all the time. Now, if you're going to have uh, uh, some sort of cap, I would agree that is probably uh, very uh, low. But Niebauer is more concerned not with not only with uh, the amount, but also how uh, this rule for the association came about. You see, Niebauer is a law school graduate. She is also a bank loan processor and says that Nowhere in the existing governing documents in the Declaration or Covenants or the bylaws of her association does it state anywhere that there is a cap of any percentage of homes uh, that can be used for rentals. In other words, there isn't any at all. She's upset because when she tried to address this with the board, the association's attorney came back stating, the board's decision was justified, and they cited what was called the business judgment rule as the reason. Well, what is the business judgment rule? It is a case law derived doctrine in corporation law that uh, courts defer to 
the business judgment of corporate executives. It goes like this. It's presumed that a board of directors in any corporation are motivated, uh, motivated in a, a bona fide way regarding to what would be the best interests of the corporation. The burden of proof is usually um, is upon the plaintiff to prove that the board did not use good business sense because they acted outside of their prescribed duties. In other words, a director, uh, of course, can never ensure the success 100% of an association in everything that it does. So you have the uh, business judgment rule uh, that would say that uh, if a hard decision needed to be made and the board of directors did it in good faith, secondly, they did it with the care that an ordinary prudent person in the same position, being under the same circumstances, uh, and would act, then they say that is, uh, that is uh, exactly all that you can expect. Well, what do you think? Is the business, uh, is uh, the board's, uh, was the board acting in the, the best interest of the association? Could the uh, business judgment rule be used here? I don't think so. I agree with Niebauer. This was a stretch. The HOA's governing documents make it clear that to change a fundamental right of a property owner, like in a homeowner's association with the governing documents, it can only be done by a supermajority consent voted on by all members. That never took place. The board knows this. This is not a new idea. This is the common practice of any HOA wanting to change the requirements for anything from pets, whether they're allowed on the property, smoking on the property, and rentals. These are important issues, property rights that people have. And when you're going to be taking something away, you better know that you have uh, the uh, wishes of the supermajority. I believe this to be a thinly veiled attempt of the board not wanting to do the work involved in getting the consent of the majority of the governed. Ultimately, I put some responsibility on the association's attorney who came up with this idea that they could hide behind the business judgment rule in this case. It's an excuse. And I know that to be the true because later in that interview, the attorney admits this when he says, in my legal opinion, it's always best to amend the Declaration and Covenants and Bylaws. He admitted it, not by doing it by fiat, by a vote of a few people on the board. Lastly, what I like about this story is I'm happy to see that someone like Niebauer wasn't looking at suing the Homeowners Association. No, rather, she's begun a petition among the homeowners to put this to a vote, to let this be something that everybody will weigh in on. That is a good, reasonable, outstanding, and civil homeowner. Well, that's all we have for today's show. Thanks for joining me, as always. Have a great weekend. Stay warm, everybody. We'll see you here next week on Where You Live. It is to be loved by you. How sweet it is to be loved
Come on into the Rack Shack's new Egan location and wrap your taste buds around the Patriot Burger. Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, here with Keith Hitner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue. How are you liking that new Egan location? Oh man, Egan is wonderful. We have so much more space and a dynamic center that allows us to better serve our in-store customer as well as our catering clients. You know, Keith, our listeners love the Patriot Burger almost as much as the Patriot. It's a brisket and chuck half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through. American cheese on top, and the American flag proudly flies out of the top of the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Get it? $12.80? Best burger in the USA. You really have to try today at the Rack Shack Barbecue's new Egan location. We're just a mile east of Cedar Avenue on Cliff Road in the heart of Cedar Cliff Center. You'll love our new digs. Come and see us today, or join us at RackShackBarbecue.com. Rack Shack Barbecue, ooh. 